Hi guys, welcome to God's Reporter Podcast. I'm your host, David Fry, and today I'm so excited that we've got another special guest for you. But as always, let's start out with a prayer. Father God, I love you, and I thank you for today. I thank you for all of my listeners, Lord. I pray that you will help them with their sickness or their needs, Lord. I pray for my special guest, Lord. I pray that God will work through her and tell the story of what she has to say that what you've done in her life, Lord. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. Today I'm excited to to introduce Ms. Rhonda Baldwin. She is a missionary and a ministry leader at Praying Pelican Missions of the Appalachians. She is also a cafeteria manager at Medina Middle School and a Sunday school teacher at Grace Point Church here in Jackson, Tennessee. Welcome, Ms. Rhonda. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. All right. Well, what would you like? Would you tell us a little bit about your missions? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I actually started doing missions with a church that we were at previously um, in 2007. Um, started with a trip to Albania, which I thought was just going to be a one-time check-off. I've been on a mission trip, and I've been out of the country. Uh, kind of thing, and absolutely fell in love with it. I've been back to Albania 11 times since then, and um, also been to several different countries in Eastern Europe and Europe, um, Central America. Um, And then in 2017, I got a job with Praying Pelican Missions as a recruiting specialist, uh, which is basically the person who calls up uh, potential teams and tries to get them to sign up for a mission trip uh, so that somebody else can lead their team somewhere um, around the world where we serve. And I didn't do a very good job at that, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. But the good thing about Praying Pelican is that they're really good at uh, placing people where their gifts and talents are best utilized and um, leading mission teams and um and bringing people into a place where they are seeing the value of what they're doing and partnering with a local church and seeing how important it is that we um, we don't just blow in and do something for a week and blow out, but that the people who are hands and feet on the ground um, invested in their community day in and day out are the ones who know those needs, who know what their communities need, and we want to come alongside of them. We want to help them. We want to encourage them. And you never know when you're showing up is going to be that point of need where that person's just ready to quit, ready to walk away from ministry, just exhausted and feeling like what they're doing is not important. And for us to be able to come in and bring in outside perspective, outside eyes, to be able to see how valuable their work actually is um, and to encourage them and to give them a boost um, no matter what we're doing, whether we're painting or mucking out basements or organizing at a food pantry or a um, clothes closet, doing a construction project. It doesn't really matter what we're doing um, as long as we're meeting needs and encouraging the missionaries on the ground or the pastors on the ground, um, then that's um, that's what's valuable to me, and casting that vision for other people uh, to understand that and to be excited about that is something that I love to do. And so the last three years, I have been doing that in the Appalachia region, 
mostly in West Virginia, but uh, some in Ohio and Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and Virginia as well. That is amazing. That just proves that God has a place for everyone, no matter what what the job is. Yeah, He absolutely does. Well, and it doesn't matter how old you are. We've had participants as young as five, and we have had, I think, 87 was the oldest uh, that I ever had on a trip. So um, doesn't God's not done with you as long as you're still breathing. That's right. That's right. I would love to do something like that. Anytime. You just let me know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to give some of your testimony of what God has done in your life? Sure. Um, So I grew up in the Catholic Church, um, and and to me, Jesus was always the guy on the cross in the front of the church. Um, I never knew what it looked like to have a personal relationship with him, and I was also very lonely. I spent a lot of my growing up years just feeling lonely and disconnected from people, when I was 17, so right at the end of my junior year of high school, a, um, a group called Teen Rescue came to our school, and it was a public school, so they couldn't talk about Jesus, but they did invite me to come to their summer camp that summer, and I didn't get invited very many places, so I went, and there were two people there, Eric and Cindy, who really gave up much of their free time to answer the questions of a um, lonely, confused, and um, seeking 17-year-old girl, and they led me to the Lord. And um, what I knew of Jesus at that point was that he loved me. And for some reason that week, I grabbed onto that, and I believed that for the first time in my life. Uh, And I do believe that uh, I was saved then to the extent that I understood what I was doing. But When I went back to school for my senior year, nothing had changed. I still didn't have a lot of friends. I still was very, very lonely, and my situation just didn't seem any different. And so, and I also, because this was a group from out of town, I didn't have anyone to disciple me. I didn't have anyone to teach me how to read my Bible or to tell me what following Jesus was supposed to look like. So I got saved, and I was just left on my own. And I almost decided that if following Jesus didn't change anything, that it wasn't worth it. And then when I was in college, the Lord got me connected to just a couple of people who were involved in InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And I thought, I'm going to try this one more time. And I went to fall retreat. So this was two years later. Um, I was 19 years old. And there was something about this place that was familiar to me. But the cabins were all like, pumpkins and shoes and it was called storybook lodge so it was all things from storybooks and i thought if i had slept in a pumpkin i would remember it (laughs) so i didn't know why it was familiar it just was and we had this little bitty lady named edna blake that was speaking that weekend and she talked about the concept of living scent and how once you come to know the lord you are on mission with him that you're on his team and your job is to bring more people in and so everywhere you go you are to live sent for the gospel of jesus christ and to bring glory to him and i went down to the dock the next morning and it was freezing and i was in my pajamas this is in northern minnesota and i got on my knees on this dock all by myself and i just said lord Wherever, whenever, whoever, however, I don't care, I'm yours, you can send me anywhere. And I, that was the point where I really intentionally laid down my life 
for the Lord, not just in a, I want you to save me because I need to be loved, but in a, I'm in this 100%. And I stood up and I looked next door and we were literally next door to the camp where I had originally given my life to the Lord when I was 17. And it was just this tenderness of God where he brought me back to where I started to then send me out. And I was just telling a story today. It was that point that I really wanted to live my life for the Lord, but I didn't really know what that looked like or what that meant. And I think that's something we never fully grasp. But in, so that was in 1994. I'm dating myself here, but (laughs) um, fast forward to 2002. Um, Somebody who was very, very important in my life, um, man that loved his family and uh, loved his community, was just a very, very good person, uh, but didn't know the Lord, died. And I went to his funeral, and I watched them put the casket into the hearse to go to the burial site. And in that moment, there was something in my brain that suddenly grasped the idea Um, the truth that lost people die. And I had always known that, like it's something we all know. And, but in that moment, there was nothing as good as this man was and as loving as he was to the people around him. And as much as they loved him, there was nothing that we could do at that point for his eternity. It was already sealed. And in that moment was when the Lord really began to light the fire for the gospel in me, that um, I want everybody around me to know who Jesus is. And I don't just want them to know who Jesus is so that when they die, they can go to heaven, but I want them to experience the kind of life that he has for us here and the power and the passion and the joy and the excitement that comes with following him in obedience and all of the things that we get to be a part of that we would never get to be a part of apart from the gospel and the the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And um, so that was that moment that changed that. And then, like I said, in 2007, went to Albania, and, you know, the Lord has just continued to build on the work that he started uh, and continue to teach me and to grow me and to, um, to give me opportunities um, and I'm just so thankful for that. And and in the middle of all of that, you know, you have these periods where you just fall and you fail and you sin. And I had one of those, and um, one of, in a, in a really really big way. And it was horrible to be completely honest with you because here I'd been a Bible teacher and I'd been a missionary and I'd been doing all of this stuff for the Lord, and I genuinely loved Him. And I sinned big time. And in that process. Of, of repentance and restoration and being restored to ministry, one of the questions that really that I was confronted with was, is the gospel still true? You know, is it just before you get saved and you know you're a sinner and you know you need Jesus and then you come to know him, you know, and you're forgiven and, and all of those things that we know, but when you've been walking with him for 25 years and you fail, then is the gospel still true? Is it still big enough? Is that grace still powerful enough 
to save and to change and to restore the life of somebody who knew what they were doing and hurt God in that way. And, and it is, you know? (laughs) And so despite the fact that that was a horrible period and I hurt people that I loved deeply at the same time, it restored my passion for the gospel in a way that I don't think I ever would have for lost people in the situations that they're stuck in and for Christians for the sin that they feel like they're stuck in and that God can't forgive them. You know, I experienced that in a way, you know, the Lord says that we comfort others with the comfort we've been given. And so the more we walk with him and the more that he He does those things and heals those things in our life, the more we can minister to other people. And so I can look at my whole, the whole pattern of my life, the good stuff and the bad stuff, and see where God has just infused the gospel into that in order to minister to other people. I don't know if that's what you wanted, but (laughs) that's kind of where I'm at today. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's, um, we all fail. We all, no, none of us are perfect, but that's what God's forgiveness is about and His love. He'll forgive right. us no matter what. Absolutely. But, um, is there anything else you would like to share with us? Um, I don't know. Is there anything <laughs> you want to know? Um, are there, are there any more plans for the, for the mission trips or... Anything yes, uh, we. Um, I am going back just seasonally this year, so I'll lead one trip over spring break, uh, and then eight trips in the summer. So, like you said earlier, my full time job is as uh, the cafeteria manager at South Gibson Middle School, um, or Medina Middle School, depending on how people know that it's, yeah. it's referred to as both. Um, but. Uh, that, so that's my full-time job and currently my full-time ministry where the Lord has me. Um, but I will get to, to lead nine trips this year. Um, the first one, spring break, will be in western Kentucky to uh, work with some of the tornado victims there. And then in the summer, we'll be mostly in West Virginia again, which I'm really, really excited to get back to our communities and partnerships there. Um, so so that's really exciting. And it's um, it's fun to be able to, to do both, you know, to be able to pour into the lives of the kids and the teachers that I, that I see every day, but also to have this ahead of me where I can go, yeah, we're going to, we're going to take it out. You know, it's the whole Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria idea that uh, Jesus gave us an ax. And so, um, you know, I just think it's, it's, beautiful the way that he works and he's like what you're doing right in front of you is super important uh, but I also have some people out here that need to know about Jesus too and so let's let's do whatever we have to do to take care of all of that um, so so yeah so I'm really 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 excited about that so if, if there's anyone out there that would like to get into missions how would they get in touch with praying pelicans uh, the, there's a website, uh, www.ppm.org, so prayingpelicanmissions.org, okay. um, or they can email me directly, it's Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A, my parents left the H off, um, at prayingpelicanmissions.org. All right. We'll put that out there, and I thank you so much right. for joining us today. This is, it's been an amazing story, and you have an awesome job I appreciate appreciate yeah. you joining us today. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. And if, if you don't mind, um, I would just like to, to close with, with one verse that is the words of Jesus. Um, and I think something that should should drive the way that we interact with everyone. He sure. said in John seventeen three, he said, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And so we want to be people of the word. We want to be people who are passionately pursuing the Lord. Um, in in the word and in prayer and in relationships with other people, um, and we also want to be people who are um, passionately pursuing the lost for Him um, and speaking the gospel to each other to strengthen each other as we're all in this in this fight together. Um, and we need to keep to keep that at the center that that eternal life is knowing God and Jesus Christ, um, and that starts right now. We don't have to wait till we're dead for that. We can partner with Him right now. Exactly. I did a short message, something about that uh, not long ago. A lot of people know who Jesus is, but they don't know him personally. Right, absolutely. And he want, that's what he wants. He wants that intimacy. He wants to know and be known, and he's available. He doesn't hide from us. Um, we, just, we just have to step out of the bushes and into the, the relationship that he has for us. Yeah, he died so thank for, you for doing what you do, David. Thank you for, for putting the Word of God out there and for giving people a platform uh, to talk about what he's doing uh, because he's doing so many things through so many people, and you're uh, opening the door for people to hear that uh, it's not a cookie cutter. You know, God uses so many people in so many different ways. So I thank you for, for providing a place for people to share that. Well, thank you very much. And I thank you again for joining me today. If you know anyone who would like to give their testimony or talk, uh, feel free to give them my number. I will, absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Miss. That was Miss Rhonda Baldwin. She is a missionary at Praying Pelicans Missionary. That's ppm.org. If you'd like to get to, if you'd like to, like to look it up, or you can email her. I'll put the email on the um, description. And if you would like to give your testimony, or if you are a missionary, or a pastor, or anybody who'd like to give their testimony and talk about what God has done in your life, feel free to give me a call at seven three one four seven four. 1199 or email me at God's Reporter G-O-D-S-R-E-P-O-R-T-E-R-01 at gmail.com Thank you so much for joining me today from God's Reporter Podcast. God loves you and I love you too. Have a great day.